When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Transparency schmansparency. Intrepid journalist Marshall Phillips gets the stiff arm from the feds. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. I like that guy who says, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, I'm going to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> that reminds me, at some point I ought to talk about going to the Museum of Popular Culture, which is what, uh, in uh, Seattle, which is what Paul Allen's giant music experience thing has become. Oh, really? It's now a multimedia movies and pop culture and stuff. It's really interesting. It was fun. Is that where cool the Jimi Hendrix stuff is and everything? Yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought Although that the was, current display was kind of underwhelming. I thought it was the whole thing was fantastic. Yeah, they changed stuff up, but um, they had a uh, like a huge uh, display slash videos and 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 things to read and, and memorabilia and off, uh, stuff from horror movies, sci-fi, and fantasy movies. And it was just, it was fantastic. It was mm. so much fun. We kind of breezed through the horror movie thing because neither Judy or I are really into that. You saying horror or <sighs> horror? Mr. Craft, or are you saying horror movies? Horror movies. <laughs> horror. Horror movies. Horror. But it was excellent. It was, it was quite terrific. And I actually enjoyed the uh, the Nirvana. They got a big Nirvana thing there that I loved. Um, uh, but it made me sad because mm. it was about creativity and energy and and all uh becoming corporate and that eh, be uncomfortable in certain ways brownies there brownie clapton's brownie oh i didn't see brownie most expensive guitar I ever sold. i think they put away brownie for a little while oh really too many people looking at it starting to fade <laughs> uh there was one more thought i had on that a, oh no i just want to say speaking of music when we were talking about this a little on the radio show adam lambert singing the the queen song we will rock you. Uh, is that a threat? Um, <laughs> he's fantastically talented. Sure. I mean, he's got a voice that's just insane, and he knows how to use it pretty well. But I think it was positive, Sean. Somebody was talking about how when Freddie Mercury was singing it, he was he was singing the words of the song and communicating them to you. Whereas Adam, I always get the feeling from Adam Lambert, that his thing is, look at me and listen to me sing. I'm a singer. Listen to me singing. And not again, I like the guy. I think he's a phenomenal talent, but he's not there living the song. He's exhibiting himself as a singer. You know what I mean? And it just doesn't ring quite the same. Like maybe it's because he's covering somebody else. Yeah, it seemed like karaoke. Yeah, know. maybe that's I it. remember in Dylan's autobiography, he said something that uh, really stuck with me. He said... When he was doing, uh, when he came on the scene in Greenwich Village, he said, everybody seemed like they were trying to sell themselves. I was just trying to sell my song. Mm. There is a difference between somebody who's up there trying to look, sell themselves. I want to look cool for the dudes or the girls or whatever, yeah. as opposed to, I want everybody to really dig this song. Right. Right. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it reminds me, I got to recommend a podcast for you. Um, Podcasts are stupid. <laughs> Why okay. would anybody listen to one of those? <laughs> uh, um, 
anyway. See, it's the irony, irony yeah, here. This is, is a podcast. We're doing a podcast <laughs> oh, now. Oh, thank you. Michael, <laughs> Michael with a little crutch for the truly stupid. Thank you. Beautiful. Oh, boy. So Marshall Phillips uh, received that uh, American Community Survey. It's American kind of a, community survey, a yes. pre-census thing where they ask you freaking everything about your life. Oh, yeah. Everything. But keeping in mind, of course... It would be horrific and improper and terrifying to ask somebody, are you a U.S. US citizen? Are you on a green card or a visa or what? No, that would oh, no, we can't ask that. But it asks absolutely everything about his life. Yep. It asks, uh, you know, how much uh, is your mortgage payment? Uh, if you had to sell your place right now, how much would you get? Have you, how, how much money have you made from selling agricultural products from your home? Sure, exactly. How long is your commute? Answer. How What's do that? you get to work? How Should be an easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a lot. Just check the books. I, I mean, it right. goes, I've sold what uh, five hundred bucks worth yeah. of pot so far this week. <laughs> yeah, it, it goes on for ten pages, right. and on the envelope, and they remind you constantly: you are legally required to respond to this questionnaire. So that kind of got me interested. Correctly, and, you have to respond correctly. I will get to that in a okay. moment. Because so I'm going to do a lot of guessing, because I, I don't yeah. want to walk clear over there right. and figure out what my average energy bill is, if I can just guess. I'm going to claim I made $68 million selling <laughs> agricultural products. <laughs> well, yeah, I got an operation. I got 50,000 hogs here. Oh, wait. Wait, I'm sorry. No, I don't. I forgot. Oh, so anyway, I call the 800 number. If you have questions or need help filling out the uh, form, so I call and say, I'm Marshall Phillips with the Armstrong and Getty Show, and I got the uh, questionnaire. your first mistake, but go and, on. And, uh, you know, I'd really like to talk to, do an interview with somebody about the uh, survey. Oh, well, uh, hang on one second. Uh, the guy comes back and says, all right, uh, you need to call this person at this number. Uh, do that first thing tomorrow morning. So the next day, I call that number only to find out it's an incorrect number. So I give you the old runaround, hoping you'd give up. So but I, not you. You're not giving up. So I call the 800 number back again, and I talk to another person who's in charge of the other person. Why, why do you sound surprised that the same person didn't answer the phone? <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Anyway, she puts me in touch with the Commerce Department's uh, Public Affairs Office in Washington D.C. Progress. Yes. And so I get on the phone with a yeah, very uh, nice fellow. Uh, and I run down, you know, I got the survey, and I'd really like to ask some questions. I'd like to do an interview about it and, uh, and uh, so we can share it with our listeners. And he says, all right, I'll tell you what. Uh, what you're going to have to do is uh, send me a request in writing with the questions wow. that you want to ask. Wow, look what happens if you ask your own government a question. Yes. So I said... You have to go through eight layers of people, and then you have to write a written letter yes. asking for something. Yes. You can't just tell me. No. I'm paying your salary, you right. realize. And this is the public information officer. This is the guy you would think would know the answers and or right. put you in touch with somebody. Well, I feel like this is because you identified yourself as, as doing it for some sort of news thing. If you would have played that a little closer to the vest and just, hey, I'm, I'm a curious citizen well, wondering I, what my responsibilities are. back to yeah. the 800 number at that point. No, no, no. I'm with the press. The, uh, we want to know. So the public information officer, whose job is presumably to give information yes. to the public, said what? He said, uh, can you uh, go ahead and send me an email, put your questions uh, in writing, and uh, I will uh, see what I can do. So I did. I did that uh, on Friday. Good this, man. And this morning I come in and I got a reply to my email <clears throat> and it reads and I quote, Hi Marshall, unfortunately we will not be able to fulfill your request for an interview at this time due to SME unavailability. 
What's me? <laughs> That's what I thought. So I looked it up. It's subject matter expert. They don't have a subject matter <laughs> expert in the office well, to answer questions about their survey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good dodge. So I... They just don't want to answer any I questions. Have, yeah, we don't have anybody available. Click. I have sent him back an email going, are you kidding? I had to look up SME, subject matter expert. That's what you guys are there for. Yeah. I, I was polite. But. These, these sound like stories I've read before from people in right. England trying to navigate their uh, their healthcare system. Right. Right. This, this is what it'll be like someday when you want to get an answer on why is my kid not getting this medicine. You will go through eight layers of this, and then eventually you get an email back that says, right. I'm sorry, we don't have an SME that can answer that at this time. Now, I, I did ask some other questions about it, and I one of them was, do I have to answer all the questions? His response in writing to me, you have a legal obligation to answer all the questions as accurate, accurately as you can. Okay. Part of the obligation is to answer accurately. As it, I can. As okay. I can. Yeah. I'm not very good. Done. If you, <laughs> Done. That's wiggle room. If you do not respond to the ACS, a Census Bureau interviewer may contact you to complete the survey. And by the way, by law, there's a $5,000 penalty for not responding, $10,000 for knowingly giving false information. Really? Wow. Five yes. grand for not filling it out and ten grand for lying on purpose. Yep. I did the wow. best I could. Yep. Time to close the old hog farm. <laughs> there, there, there you go. I was mistaken. That's where we are now. So you know, I, I, meant, I meant to bring this up yeah. on the air, but to Jack's point, I yep. was uh, on an airplane the other day and I was sitting near some Canadians and um, first of all, I, I was surprised they weren't dressed in seal skins and mucklucks and that sort of thing, but <laughs> Red bouncy jackets. <laughs> right, right, right. They were talkers, and the people next to them were talkers, so they were talking. Eh? And uh, the one lady was asking about the Canadian health care system, and, and, and the Canadian gal said, well, you know, there's uh, some good things. But she said, like, because uh, somebody had said something about having a back problem or whatever, and she said, well, yeah, but if you go through the government. I was trying to mount my moose, and I hurt All my back. Right. <laughs> moose mounter. Um, <laughs> She said, yeah, but you got to have a supplementary program, insurance program. You got to buy that because she said like an MRI, if you go through the government, it's a year wait. Whoa. Yeah, a year. Yeah. You imagine you blow up your knee. They tell you, come back in February 2020. We'll have a look at it. Unbelievable. So they're saying, yeah, it's not as great as it sounds. But I don't know. For some reason, some people don't quite get that word. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. When I uh, when I got cancer, for some reason, I got turned on to this book about a guy in England who had cancer, and he had the private insurance. But f- as a journalist, he decided to also go through the the uh, the government system as mm-hmm. if he didn't have and and compare the two. Yeah, yeah. And and right off the bat, it was like in nine months we can get you some tests. Right. Which is not a good thing when you. Oh you know, boy. Yeah. Nightmarish. It was nightmarish. incredible. Not as nightmarish as a government that won't respond to its fine and upstanding citizens and normal questions, Marshall. It's shocking. You actually watched the whole Oscars telecast. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I watched That's surprising it to me. And or was like going through email. Because mm-hmm. um, we get many, 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 many emails. It was on. And then I was uh, Dear sirs. strumming guitar. And then I'd do a little words with friends. Trying to was, play along to shallows. I was sitting on, no, no, yeah, no. Don't lie to us. You had an Oscar party, didn't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> you were in a tuxedo. Right. I did, absolutely. You cried a lot. Yeah, Judy was in a sequined gown. Sipping martinis. With a tail. Yeah, Everybody asking train, each other whatever. who they're wearing. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, boy. Did you guys see the tuxedo gown? 
You guys catch that? Yes. Yeah. Picture? The fellow yeah. so desperate for attention, he wore a half a tuxedo and half a dress. If I would have been able to secure one, I would have showed up and worked with one of those. So oh, what? Pharrell wearing the short suit, too. Yeah. Worth well, mentioning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So what was Melissa McCarthy's joke there for giving out best costume with uh... a... <laughs> well, she was wearing this enormous gown with like a 20-foot train covered with stuffed animals. Yes. And, and, and <laughs> her right hand was actually in a, uh, a rabbit puppet. Which she was ma- manipulating to hilarious effect <laughs> while she and her co-presenter were talking. She is one very funny amusing. person. Oh, yeah, very they funny. were doing the presenting for the awards for best costume, and they were talking about how important it is to be subtle in the craft. <laughs> yes. and, and do not distract from the story that you are telling. Or the character. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, did you see the uh, the clips from her serious role in the, uh, what the hell's so the name of that So I was going to ask movie? that. So she was up for an Oscar, and I didn't yeah. know, was that a comedy role or a... She she did some serious boy. The clip they showed was not the least bit funny. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know she was nominated. Jim carried us, but she looked terrific in the role. I mean, it's fabulous. It was one of those clips that you thought she's good, but I've never seen seen that movie. Anything serious? I don't know that there are many examples of people who can do comedy well who can't also do serious well. The reverse is not true. Correct. But uh, it seems that anybody can pull off comedy because that is an act, and the timing has to be perfect to do it. Um, Can do the serious also. Most of the time. Do we know what she did? Uh, it was... Uh, can you can ever you forgive, forgive me? me? Yeah, can you forgive I me? I didn't see it, so I don't know. Let me see what, let me see what the internet says. doesn't sound this. funny. Um, no, indeed. The rabbit uh, puppet, though? Very funny. I do <laughs> yeah, love a good puppet, though. Michael, I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> good puppet show, that's solid. A comedy has never won Best Picture, right? I don't know. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> I'd have I don't to care so, to no. think about it, and Didn't I don't. Fargo? Did Fargo win? Uh, yeah, Fargo was funny. Was, was that, that comedy? That's, yeah. Did that win Best Picture? Yeah, I think so. I don't, yeah, that's that's a comedy for Coen Brothers fans. There's yeah. a lot of people who watch that movie who are just repulsed by it. It wasn't much of a laugh track. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. Come on, no. The tube sock and the, yeah. the, 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 the wood chipper. That's funny stuff. Come on. Uh, so the can you forever can you forever can you ever forgive me is the title of the movie. It says it's a biography comedy crime. So I guess there's some okay. humor elements in it. Oh, okay. But they showed her serious chops in right. the clips. Yeah. Right. Try to right. establish this. She's not going to go all Jim Carrey as she and get all serious. I don't know. She seemed to be pretty good in it. That's the eight fine. seconds I saw. But if you can be funny, be funny. There's plenty of serious people out there. <laughs> the world needs clowns. We don't need, need more serious people. Talk out your butt. If you can talk out your butt, Jim Carrey, do that for me. That's a little crass. Yeah, I'd say. Well, I guess that's it. (laughs) When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro. No mask, no metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart.